Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to you, Lord. And Lord, I pray that whatever each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus, for in him you have been enriched in every way and all your speaking and all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his Son Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verse 1, the Apostle Paul, which formerly known as Saul, and if you've kept up with any of our Bible studies in the past, in the book of Acts and also Galatians, we went over Paul, the Apostle Paul. So him and then also Sosthenes wrote to the church of Corinth. This whole book of Corinthians was a letter to the church of Corinth. In verse 4, Paul is thankful for these people in the church of Corinth because they have grace given to them from Jesus Christ. So all of these people in the church of Corinth were together as one. The apostles, the brothers, the believers of Jesus Christ were together in one, even though Paul wrote this letter to the church in Corinth and Ephesus during his ministry there, and they weren't all in the same location, but they were together through Jesus Christ. And Paul is thankful for these people, the church of Corinth, because they have grace from Christ Jesus. And they've been enriched in every way. And they speak in knowledge because of the testimony of the apostles and the brothers about Jesus Christ that was confirmed in those people in the church of Corinth. In verse 7, these people were given all of the spiritual gifts. Whenever we are saved by Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit within us and we have the fruit of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives each person different spiritual gifts. And here in this verse, Paul says that they lack no spiritual gift, but they eagerly wait for the Lord Jesus to be revealed. So these people are looking towards Jesus and waiting for the time when he comes back for his people and speaking with knowledge and having the spiritual gifts and living in the way of the Lord and seeking to live and have a heart like Jesus. 
all of us should look towards Jesus and let the Holy Spirit guide us and portray the fruit of the Spirit to others and use our spiritual gifts that are given to us by the Holy Spirit. What Paul says here in verse 8, whenever we let the Holy Spirit guide us, we will never be led astray and the Holy Spirit will keep us strong and we will be able to do all that God has called us to do and stand up under temptation as long as we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us and staying faithful to the calling that God has placed in our hearts. And so whenever the Lord Christ Jesus comes, we will be blameless because we had stayed steadfast and continued to stand firm in our faith and let the Holy Spirit guide us. And this doesn't mean we're going to be exempt from sin or never sin because we as mere humans are sinners. But we will be able to discern the truth and know what is right and wrong and seek to live and have a heart like Jesus and walk in the ways of the Lord if we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us and asking for strength in everything that we need from God the Father. And verse 9, God the Father is faithful and he will fulfill his promises to us and we just have to stand firm in our faith, trust in him completely, let him lead us and guide us and obey his commands, worship him and do all that we can to seek the Lord and seek heavenly things and not be conformed by this world. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 10. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another so that there will be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers, some from Chloe's household, have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I am thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you were baptized into my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 10, Paul is appealing to the brothers in the church because there were some divisions and he wanted them to agree and to resolve all of the divisions and be in complete unity with each other as believers in Jesus Christ. And like we saw from our Bible study in Acts chapter 2, in verse 44, it says, All the believers were together and had everything in common. And Jesus prays to God the Father about this in John chapter 17. In verses 22 and 23 of John chapter 17, Jesus prays to God the Father and says, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be in one as we are in one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So Paul doesn't want these divisions in the church of Corinth. He wants all of them to be in complete unity with Christ and to have everything in common and to stop arguing about things and having these divisions because that is what Jesus Christ wants for us, for us to be in complete unity with each other as believers of him, us in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ and God the Father. We as believers of Jesus Christ all have one mission, to spread the gospel of Jesus to others and hopes that others may be saved and to love and serve others and seek to have a heart and mind like Jesus. 
In verse 12, some of these people were having quarrels among each other and saying that they follow this apostle or this apostle, or some of them were saying they follow Christ. But all of us, as believers of Jesus Christ, should only follow Jesus Christ. Just like Paul says in verse 13, Paul wasn't crucified for us. Jesus Christ was crucified for us. Jesus Christ isn't divided. He loves all of us and will save anyone who comes to him and asks for forgiveness. And he wants us all to go to heaven and be saved by him. And when we're baptized, we're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So even though someone tells us about God or spreads the gospel to us, we shouldn't ever say, oh, we follow that person. Jesus Christ is the one that we should follow. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And that is what Paul is telling these people in the church of Corinth, to all be together in one and know that Jesus Christ is the one to follow. And they're all believers of Jesus Christ, so they shouldn't be divided. In verses 14 through 17, Paul goes on to say that he's glad he didn't baptize anyone except for the people that he names here because Jesus Christ didn't send him to baptize but to preach the gospel of Jesus to others. Like we saw in Acts chapter 9 with Saul's conversion where he became blind and Jesus said to Ananias that this man, Paul, which was formerly known as Saul, was Jesus' chosen instrument to carry his name before the Gentiles and before the people of Israel. So Jesus used Paul to spread the gospel so that other people may know about Jesus and be saved by Jesus. Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit and he let the Holy Spirit guide him and he only spoke the truth that the Holy Spirit had given given him and the truth that the Holy Spirit gives us is from God the Father. Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. He made the ultimate sacrifice on the cross and that is so powerful. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, and the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. All right, so those are all the verses of chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, but I'm going to discuss all of these verses with you guys here. So in verse 18, people that are full of evil and corruption and people that are not saved and that are just living their life perfectly content in sin won't understand the message of the cross of Jesus. 
but for those of us that are saved and believe in Jesus Christ, know that it's from the power of God the Father. Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. God the Father sent his only son, Jesus, our Savior, to die on the cross for us, so that whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish but have eternal life in heaven with him and God the Father. And the verse here that it quotes in verse 19 of 1 Corinthians is from Isaiah chapter 29 verse 14. So these super intelligent religious people that think they know everything there is to know about the Bible and the law and about God, they will be confused and frustrated because they won't understand the message of Jesus Christ. Just like the Pharisees and the religious leaders whenever Jesus died on the cross, those were the people that crucified him. The Pharisees, the people that were well known and knew all about the Bible and the law, those were the people that crucified Jesus or wanted him to be crucified. In verses 20 through 25, Paul is showing here that the gospel of Jesus Christ that we preach, that all who come to Jesus and ask for forgiveness and believe in Jesus Christ are saved, that is foolishness to people that think they're wise and people that don't believe in Jesus and these philosophers philosophers and scholars and these people that think they know all there is to know and that the message we're preaching about Jesus is not true. Through all of the wisdom of the world, these people didn't know Jesus Christ. They didn't know the Messiah when he was standing right in front of them and they wanted him to be crucified. So all of the foolishness or really the truth of Jesus Christ that's being testified now, God is pleased with the preaching of saving lives through Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And verses 22 through 23, what Paul says here, these Jews were wanting miraculous signs and the Greeks were looking for some type of wisdom to show them the truth. But the apostles and we as believers of Jesus Christ talk about Christ being crucified because that is the ultimate sacrifice that he made to forgive us of our sins. And that is something we should be spreading to everyone in hopes that they may be saved also. But these Jews and these Gentiles, they just think that that is just foolish talk and it's not true because they're looking for these miraculous signs and this wisdom and all they need to know is that Jesus Christ died on the cross cross for our sins, rose three days later, and whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life in heaven with him and God the Father. What Paul says in verse 25, God is the Almighty. He's all-powerful, the most wonderful, the most high. He is omniscient and he is stronger than we could ever imagine. He is higher than we could ever imagine. So even the foolishness of him is wiser than any man's wisdom and his weakness is stronger than any man's strength because we cannot even fathom the power of God. We as mere humans will not ever be able to understand God's power and his strength and all about him. We just have to trust and know that he is the Almighty. He is our creator and not try to search for these miraculous signs and this wisdom and all of that, but know the truth of God's words, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and spread that to others. In verses 26 through 29, Paul is saying to these other believers that before they were called to spread the gospel of Jesus, they weren't wise by human standards. 
But God chose these regular men that weren't wise, as others may say, or didn't have great influence or power or anything like that, and he used them to shame the wise people and the strong people of the world, the people that thought that they knew everything, because these people that God chose, and he's still choosing us today as Christians, we spread the truth that Jesus Christ walked on this earth, lived a sinless life, was crucified on the cross for our sins, rose three days later, and whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life in heaven with him and God the Father. And then whenever we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit within us and we have to let the Holy Spirit guide us and we have the fruit of the Spirit and we have to portray that to others. None of us can boast because we are nothing without God. Whenever we were saved by Jesus Christ, we became a new creation, and we are in Jesus, and we are children of God the Father. No one that is a believer of Jesus Christ, or no one at all, can boast because we are nothing without Jesus. And our main mission in this world is to let others know about Jesus so that they may be saved also and go to heaven when it's their time to go. So we have to humble ourselves. We can't think that we are better than anyone else or try and be more wise than someone or more strong than someone. We have to humble ourselves, follow the Lord, serve the Lord, worship him, spread the gospel, and love and serve others. In verses 30 through 31, God the Father sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins. So it is because of God the Father that we are in Christ Jesus. When we're saved, we're a new creation and we're in Jesus Christ. And Jesus is our wisdom and he is our righteousness, our holiness, our redemption, our savior. The verse here that it quotes in verse 31 of 1 Corinthians is from Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24. So that concludes this Bible study on chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. Next time, we're going to go into chapter 2, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys!